0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of...
1: Explain It Slowly. <laughs> that's my excuse if my throat has mucus in it. Uh, and it's, it's scratchy. So lately, I've been uh, doing a lot more web development than iOS development. Um, and I figured maybe a lot of people don't really know what web development is, right?
0: Sure, building websites.
1: Yeah, building websites. But it's not only building websites, right? Um, and that's that's like... What web development is in a nutshell, it's a whole bunch of different things that you have to kind of know if you want to be a quote-unquote web developer um, as opposed to a web designer, uh, for instance. Does that make sense?
0: Well, don't you need to know web design, web designing in order to know how to web development?
1: Yeah, so I would say they're two different things. So let, let's give definitions to them, right? Uh, web design is more or less creating what the visuals of a website right um, Say you have a, a portfolio page what the web design part would be making sure that you come up with a design that would a be implementable in HTML and CSS and to implementing that HTML and CSS such that you get the visual, look that you're going after right whereas web development i would say is less of that and more of everything else that makes the web what it is so for instance when you go to uh your uh say your online bank right there's a lot going on to allow you to log in and see your transactions and all that right and very little of it is web design maybe the front page of the web of the bank is like visually entertaining, but then from that point forward, there's very little, uh, most of the time in the way of design, uh, involved, right?
0: Yeah, but without web design, you wouldn't have you wouldn't be building a website, though, Mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, I, I, so, I so,
0: but like, you need to know web design in order to also do web development. So, web development is web design, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make, that they're separate. Like, with banking as the the stereotypical example of a horrendous website and a horrendous experience, that very little design effort went into, right? Like, sure, it's, it's still HTML that you're looking at, but it hasn't been designed m- much at all uh, in most cases. Like, sure, some banks are a little better designed than others, but um, many are going to just have the bare minimum in place so that way you can see the information, but it doesn't pass through a designer before it reaches users' eyes. It just kind of goes through an engineering cycle uh, to get that implemented. Does that make sense?
0: Sure. I To me, it's the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I guess let's go into detail about like what web development like entails because it's not just one thing. There's potentially the web design aspect of it, which is all uh, what's called front-end development. Um, So this is being in charge and responsible for turning uh, data into something visual that the user can see. So this might be uh, showing it in a a table, for instance, or having a form that a user can fill out, um, or having a very interactive web app that you can go ahead and do all sorts of interesting things in. Um, All of these kind of count as front-end development. Then there's back-end development, which is all the work that happens on the server to support the front-end. So this is what receives... Like when you fill out a form on on a website, this is what receives that information uh, and stores it in a database. Or when you go to uh, Twitter.com and you see all the tweets... Uh, The back-end is what fetches those tweets and makes them available uh, so that way you can see them on on a web browser. Does that make sense? So um, these two uh, things are very different in nature. Uh, Namely, if you're a web designer, you probably have very little or no back-end experience, but you do have some front-end experience. And similarly when you're a front end developer you oftentimes have some web design experience because like part of the job as as you as you mentioned before is working with that visual language to to build something up right
0: yeah i guess to me it doesn't make sense why they are two different things because in in mobile development when you build a product you need to have something visual that the user can use. But then that visual translate or become some sort of function when something when when the user does something with that visual buttons mm-hmm. or whatever. And then it fetches data or it stores data or it does something like you can't really be making a product without needing to know and understand both. So it doesn't make sense to me why web development is so split up into Mm -hmm. two different categories like i guess because nowadays no one just builds a website visually without needing to store some sort of information
1: logins yeah
0: exactly needing to just you know provide information back to the user right or Mm -hmm. take information from the user Mm -hmm. so they shouldn't it shouldn't be split up Mm
1: -hmm. though so i think that comes down to When you're doing mobile or native development, oftentimes you... And
0: and let me ask, why do you keep using the word native development? I I feel like native in what sense? Is it native to that platform? (laughs) Or is native only referred to mobile development?
1: No, it's native to that platform. And we can do a whole episode on this. But basically, you can write web apps for phones, right? And have them be downloadable. But those are not native apps because they don't use, they aren't programmed and compiled to run native, to run on the phone CPU directly. You're kind of running through a translation layer that's the basically a web browser to turn your website into something that looks like an app. Does that make sense? It's a, it's a little, little bizarre. Um, but yeah, I think I think that dichotomy between like a front end and a back end is something that's very web centric and doesn't really exist in like iOS development or macOS development. And that's because when you're writing an iOS app, you're you have one app with a shared memory space that's tackling everything, what you see and what you're storing in a in the back end with Core Data or something like that, right? Um you you are directly communicating with the pieces that are that read the file system and show things on the screen whereas with web development up until I don't know 10 15 years ago it was very common to have two very different languages be used one just for the back end and one just for the front end and the front end one hasn't changed it's still javascript now um but you you would have to like have two masters uh be working together to be able to pull that off whereas more recently and this is more recently in the past 10 years 10 15 years um it became possible to go ahead and write the back end in the same language that you're writing the front end um and that allows a single person to become a full stack developer meaning that they can do the front end at the top of the stack and the back end beneath it and any microservices or whatnots in between. Um, and they, they, uh, they are capable of developing all throughout that system. So, uh, I I would say that's like web development in a nutshell. It's, It's being able to, uh, kind of be comfortable with these very different ways of programming. One, when you're Writing code that's going to run on the web browser to interact with the user, basically. Uh, And two, uh, to write a program that's running on a server somewhere that's going to interact with a very different kind of user, which is your front end developer, right? Because they are using your API, your application programming interface, rather than your UI, which is your user interface, right? Um, So, you're still building up software and you still have an intended user for that software. Uh, That user, however, in one case is a person with a mouse clicking around uh, or a finger tapping on a screen in in modern parlance. Uh, Or it can be another developer that's interacting with the service that you're building. Um, And each of these end up being different things. I guess one last thing that I want to mention when it comes to web development is that comparatively, it is much easier to get into compared to something, say, iOS development. Um, As you mentioned, like you can go ahead and build websites using HTML and CSS, and you can make a website using that. Um, But if you did want to add some smarts to it, Um, there's a lot of resources now to, uh, go ahead and pick up whatever framework is common, uh, in the, in the day that you want to, like, give this a go. Um, and you can choose to kind of ignore the fact that there's HTML and CSS behind the scenes, and you can use React, for instance, uh, to go ahead and build up your site as a whole bunch of building blocks of components. Um, or, if you want to stick with the simple HTML and CSS, you can go ahead and generate that HTML and CSS using uh, something on the back end. Um, or you can uh, go ahead and generate it ahead of time and you can have a blog that doesn't run anything when the user accesses it, but you built yourself a little toolkit to build out your blog every time you hit build. Um so there's all sorts of different ways that you can kind of get into this, um, and there's tons and tons of resources nowadays uh, that make it fairly uh, approachable uh, to get into uh, doing web development and being a web developer. Um, and I would say that's where the majority of jobs nowadays are as like a developer, a programmer, you're most likely going to be doing web development, so uh, if that's something you're interested in, then uh it's definitely something that um, is much easier to get into than something say like iOS development.
0: How many languages are there that you can use to build to do web development?
1: That's a good question so the bare minimum one is javascript javascript is what runs in the browser
0: but there are many many languages like kind of like because what i'm trying to understand is to me it's the opposite and this might be because i don't know much about web development but to me getting into web development i find it much more difficult than getting into ios development Mm -hmm. right because from my experience like iOS development is, I mean, there. there's only a handful of really strong languages out there that people are still using, and that's sort of, that's it, you know? And yes. it's being... It's not a
1: handful. It's Objective-C and Swift.
0: Exactly. And, and if you want to do web, mobile development, these are the two languages that you kind of want to for learn. For iOS. For yeah. iOS. And then everything is being supported through Apple's platforms and what they, you know, Are pushing for, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very straightforward, and you kind of just take what they give you and just use. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for web development, there's so many out there, and it seems like there's not too many I guess like a a top-down force that is like, this is the way to do it.
1: Yeah, because the web has no top-down force.
0: Right. And it's because of that that I find it really hard to start because I don't know where to start. I don't know what language to use. Mm -hmm. I don't know what software to use because there's so many out there. And there's not really, like, a consensus in a way that, like, oh, this is the right way. There's no such thing as the right way. It's just... You figure it out what works for you and you kind of just pick from all different sources and kind of put it together and that's your packet of your way of doing things. Whereas in iOS development, it's like this is what what's available. Everyone kind of does it this way and this is it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for web development, I would say on the front end, there's really one language. And HTML. that's JavaScript. Oh. HTML is not a language. It's a description of a document okay so you don't you don't have if statements you don't have loops you don't have variables um you just have a representation uh similarly with css it's a, you can't have variables in css but it's more like a template rat more than like actually doing any logic uh when you're doing logic it's all javascript uh that said javascript is kind of dying no <laughs> horrible oh i would i would use horrible um and it's very easy to kind of shoot yourself in the foot. And so do the it's wrong not thing. dying,
0: but it makes you want to die when uh, you're using it. A little bit. It. So
1: much so uh, that folks have invented a brand new language that you have to compile into JavaScript, and that's called TypeScript. So TypeScript is kind of like Swift, where you have like strings and numbers and all that. Uh, and if you have a string, you can't change it, it's always a string. Um, whereas JavaScript is like, oh yeah, you had a string. Now you can make it into an array of numbers or not a numbers, whatever you want to do. It's all available to you. Um, so yeah, on the front end, you have JavaScript or TypeScript is what most people, uh, tend to use. Uh, and then on the back end, you can also use JavaScript or TypeScript. Um, but you can also use a variety of other languages like Python, um, or Perl or Swift. Like, all of that is available. Um, and it just depends. Can depend. you
0: mix and match all of those in one project as well?
1: If you have multiple backends, yes. Because Every backend is probably going to be one language for the most part.
0: Right, because because since since uh, web development isn't just one way of doing things, it's mm-hmm. like a conglomerate of everything, and different people from different backgrounds learn differently. So you're going to end up with, what, uh a project that has many many languages Is yeah gen-
1: generally you just have one language per back end for the most part okay. um because it's it becomes untenable to have more um and it's hard to actively have two at once um but yeah it it i would say rather than Like, what you're probably describing as far as, like, there's so many languages to choose from, it's not that there are so many languages, there are so many frameworks. Um, And these frameworks are what you encounter as building blocks. So, for instance, on the back end, what server framework do you use? Do you use Node? um, Or do you use Flask? Or do you use uh, Nginx? Um, That's not really a a framework, that's more of the actual server. Uh, But those are different backend components that work very differently from one another if you want to build up to something.
0: Well, I know what frameworks are because in iOS development, I mean, everything we use is a framework, right? I mean, like, let's say if you want to store data, there's core data, there's, what is it? The file system. The file system, there's iCloud. Like, all of these are frameworks, which I'm familiar with, Mm -hmm. but I guess since I'm not familiar with web development, maybe I'm getting them confused with, Oh, it's it's I'm getting different languages. Different languages rather than they are frameworks. Yeah.
1: And on the back end there certainly are different languages. On the front end though, it's just a matter of different frameworks. It's like choosing between UIKit and SwiftUI. Yeah. You either have uh Angular JS or you have React uh React. Uh, I was gonna say React Native. That's the one for native development which which is not really native. Um so you have those are like so you have Vue.js. That's another one, um, and jQuery, and these come and go, <laughs> and there's always a different one that's that's popular at any given day, uh, and they are generally made in as like open source projects with a community that has different ideas of how something should be done, and as a result of that, uh, you end up with very confusing practices that don't necessarily follow a common goal um and that's kind of what you were probably seeing when you try to look into it yeah um that said a lot of these but but if
0: everything is open source and everything is out there in the community isn't there like a community communal consensus when it comes to like deciding what works and what doesn't work or
1: kind of
0: or there's not a community for that
1: yeah there's a community but there's no top down like this is the way we're actually doing it kind of like with apple uh Uh, apple at the end of the day is the one making the frameworks that we're using and therefore they're very consistent um and they're very high quality because apple turns out is a very large company that has a lot of financial uh ability to do exactly what they need to do versus a lot of these open source frameworks, it's kind of just like people are maintaining in their spare time because they really like it. Um, so it just ends up going in one direction or another. There's also things like React, which have the backing of large companies because that's what they use internally. However, a problem with that is that as soon as that large company moves on to their next like lab project, then they kind of stop maintaining... The one that everyone is using, right? Mm-hmm. So then that becomes a problem. So that's that's like web development in a nutshell. You don't need to have everything. Like instead of a back end, you can use uh, what's the, what's the Google one um, that I think you learned with. It was Firebase, yeah, Firebase, Firebase, something like that. Yeah, so like you can use that for for replacing a back end, and then you don't need a back end for your website and you just focus on the front end right um you can't really do the opposite like if you just have the back end you can't really hire a front end actually you can there are tools that let you build up a front end from widgets and form things and then you can go ahead and have it interact with your back end um and do things so yeah there are all sorts of different ways to go ahead and do these different kinds of things So, yeah, we'll probably have a few more episodes on web development because there are a few different kind of, like, topic areas uh, that we wanted to dig into. Uh, But we'll leave those for another day.
0: Well, thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.